gorgeous, gorgeous girls. Welcome to episode 15 of Relentless. How are you doing? How are you doing? It's a beautiful morning for me. It is 8.39 a.m. and I am feeling good. I have my coffee. I have my hand cream next to me and I love this hand cream because it reminds me of college. (laughs) This was the exact hand cream that I used to use every day. Okay, well, you know what? I want to ask you for a little favor. Can you give me ideas, maybe suggestions on what kind of people do you want to hear on the pod or maybe who do you want to hear from? I think I'll be ready soon for interviews. I'd love to bring on some people here for all of us to learn from because here at Relentless, you know, we're all about learning. We're all about growth. So if you have specific people in mind or maybe specific types of people in mind that you want to hear from, please leave me a comment. Let me know help me out. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, this is episode 15. Oh my goodness. We've been podcasting for three, over three months. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy and thank you for your feedback. Let's keep it going. Are you ready? Today we are talking about minimalism and decluttering your life. If you don't know, now you know. I am a minimalist. (laughs) What is minimalism? Most people think of minimalism as letting go of your earthly possessions, your worldly possessions, and living with just the things you need, living with less. But minimalism is not about just reduction. You don't have to live off the grid or in a van unless, of course, you want to. It isn't about being frugal. It doesn't mean that you should deprive yourself of luxury. Minimalism is about living with intentionality. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a place. It is a lifestyle. And I found that once you become minimalistic in one area of your life, it bleeds into all areas and there's no going back and you just want to tell everybody about it. (laughs) It's kind of like finding water in the desert. You want to share it with the world. In my life, minimalism has helped me detach from everything that doesn't serve me and focus on what matters. I make better use of my time. I can breathe. I feel at ease and in control. There is peace in my day to day. My actions are clear and purposeful. And minimalism can help you too. It can help you pursue your passions, nurture your creativity, contribute to the world, and have a sense of freedom. It can lead to happiness and a meaningful life. And isn't that what we all want? We don't just want to be happy. Happiness is fleeting. We want to live a meaningful life. So let's do a small exercise right now. Take a look around you. What do you see? Maybe you're at home. Maybe you're driving. If you are, please be careful. Maybe you're at work listening to this podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Wherever you are, take a look around you and tell me, what do you see? 
to adopt a minimalistic lifestyle, the easiest way to start is with your stuff, your physical stuff, things in your home, things in your car, things in your office. Our external world is a mirror of what's going on inside of us. It's a direct reflection of our internal world. If your home is filled with stuff, I bet that your mind is too. Your mind is cluttered. Your emotions are cluttered too. Clutter isn't just physical clutter. When we think of clutter, we typically tend, we, we tend to think physical clutter. But it's beyond physical clutter. It's mental clutter, emotional clutter, relationship clutter, social media clutter, psychological clutter. It's overwhelm, drama, resentment. The list goes on. When things start to pile up in our lives, and I mean for both tangibles and intangibles, it's because of one of three things. We don't have the awareness, so we're not aware that we've started to accumulate unnecessary things. Two, we lack control, or because we're all up in our feelings. We're emotionally attached. Oh, I don't want to throw that dress because that's what I wore on our first date. (laughs) Or my baby painted that when she was five years old. We're overly sentimental. And I get it. I was once like that too. But let me remind you of this harsh truth. Physical clutter is just one uh, one of the awful things that we fill our lives with. People can be cluttered too. Toxic relationships, ambivalent friends. And I want to highlight ambivalent friends for a moment because I used to have one and maybe you have one in your life, you just don't know it. So maybe this helps you. Ambivalent friends are those who you're not really sure if you're friends or not. You never know where you stand with them. You tell them something good and they don't seem happy for you. Do you have a friend like that? If you do, Cut the cord. They're not your friend. You just know each other. Okay. A new season is upon us. Summer begins next week. Yay. And what a perfect time to declutter. I love throwing things away. I am a savage at throwing things away. And my little love bugs know this. If it's on the floor, it goes in the trash. If they haven't played with a toy in a few months... Goodbye, it goes in the trash. Every quarter, I go through my closet, all the drawers, and purge, 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 purge. Just two weeks ago, I did it again. I got rid of three more trash bags worth of clothes. This time, it was winter stuff, coats, jackets, my favorite parka, shoes. Why did I do that? I wanted to make room for the new. And you can't make room for the new if you don't create space for it. You can't make room for the new if you're still holding on to old feelings, old memories, things from the past. So if you want to live a clutter-free life and start your minimalism journey, here's what you can do. Go room by room and purge. And you'd be so glad you did. And months from now, when you do it again, you'll find it easier to detach from your favorite jeans, <laughs> among other things, and find more stuff to let go of. It is amazing. You'll feel lighter, your life will open up, and you'll see that things around you, your life, you will start to transform. 
So let's begin. How do you know which ones to get rid of? It's really simple. Does it add value to your life? If the answer is yes, great, keep it. If the answer is no, trash. Does it spark joy a la Marie Kondo? Yes, keep. No, you know where it goes. <laughs> Does it spark creativity? Does it enhance your well-being? Again, if you answered no, get rid of it. If you feel inclined, donate them or pass them on to someone else who will find them useful. When you do this, notice how you feel. And also, notice that everything is just stuff. Clothes, blankets, shoes, it's all stuff. It means something because we've attached meaning to it. But once you remove the emotion, it's all just stuff. Think about it. If you lost your possessions, or even if you lost your possessions or intentionally got rid of them, the events that are associated with those things still happen, so nothing is a loss. What you need to do is eat food and partake in activities that will improve your cognition, that will enhance your memory. If a happy memory lives in your mind, that's enough. You don't have to keep the shirt. Let's keep going. In what other places can you declutter? How about your phone? How about your phone? How about our phones? Just like my house, I go through my phone periodically. If I haven't talked with someone in a year, I delete their name on my phone. I delete apps. So if you know your, or you know who your friends are, everyone else, they'll find a way to contact you if they want to and vice versa. What else? Social media. Who you follow on social media? You should curate those too. Do you need to follow 300 people, 500 people, 1,000 people? Do you need to follow five fitness accounts, 10 cooking accounts, celebrities you don't even know? Before you click follow, ask yourself, why am I following this person? Are they inspirational? Do they add value to your life or do you just like to look at pretty pictures? When you're following someone, you're choosing your future self. You're choosing your future thoughts. So unless someone has something you want to have, maybe they are in the same industry as you and they have attained a level of success you aspire to have, great. That is a wise choice. If you're learning from them, wonderful. But if it's just for shits and giggles, maybe it's better to leave them off your page. With me, I have followed and unfollowed the same people multiple times. Why? Because we are in different seasons. At least their content doesn't align with me at the moment or at that time. Sometimes I'm in my summer and their content is geared towards people who are in their winter. And I don't want to see that because I feel emotions I shouldn't be feeling. I'm happy and I see their content and I feel sad. <laughs> I remember unfollowing poets that I love because sometimes when I read their work, I feel heartbroken and I'm not even heartbroken and I feel like I am <laughs> because typically poetry is about love and loss and longing and all those good stuff. So I rotate who I follow and I suggest that you curate who you follow as well because remember, who you follow, you are adopting their mindset. You are adopting their, their habits. Now, let's take a look at your relationships. Who do you need to eliminate in your life? Never, ever be afraid to sever ties. That shows strength. That shows confidence. 
Now, what about your emotions? What emotional baggage have you been holding on to for years? What resentments do you need to get rid of? What drama have you been perpetually participating, participating in? And perhaps even willingly. It's time to let go, my love. Make room for the new. Lighten up. Invite fresh, new, beautiful energy into your space. Live with less. Practice minimalism. Embark on a minimalistic journey and see where it leads. That is it for today. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and follow me on Instagram. I will link it below. Make it a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, gorgeous.